This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. My windshield crop tour this morning confirmed to me that all this crop needs is rain. The heat advance development and with uniform green stance, condition look good to excellent to me. Much of the Corn Belt is in good condition except for the Dakotas where drought has been intense and Louisiana where wet conditions have drowned their start to the growing season in the Delta region. We had enough moisture to get the crop started here in northwest Iowa, but we will need rain soon to sustain the good start. As crops develop, Moisture needs will grow, and without timely rains, there's not enough in the tank to maintain normal development. We have little irrigation in our region, but I did note the pivots were watering. At some point, unwatered crops will run out of gas with an abrupt deterioration. Last year, we had pollinated to begun the fill before that happened. This year, we need a lot of rain to reach and get through pollination. With consistent summer rain, we have potential for a bin buster. But if rain is missed, a crop disaster is the opposite result. Nutrient Ag Solutions climate scientist Eric Snodgrass forecasts that the setup for summer is not conducive to enough rain. A comparison of soil moisture reserves from last year to this shows that there is not much water in the ground in the northern Corn Belt. Not everything is negative, however. There is an open flow of moisture from the Gulf northward into the Corn Belt. It needs a trigger to make rain. He was not optimistic except for convective thunderstorms. That is where you get an inch on a farm and two-tenths on another a mile away. That is not going to break the drought. The rest of the setup, including cold water off California and high pressure over the northern Corn Belt, is not good for rain making in the drier region. The southeast Corn Belt, however, will likely be well watered, and the south, which has been too wet, would stay that way. Looking at Brazil, estimates for Brazil's safrina corn crop could be seen as a race to the bottom. Private analysts lead the way lower, with government estimates lagging behind. Agrural has probably the lowest estimates for Brazil's overall crop, coming in at 85 million metric ton. Informa has released their estimate at 88 million metric ton. The USDA's last month's projection was 102 million metric ton. Thursday's WASDE report is expected to reduce those same estimates to 96 million. While projections will still follow a wide range, the trend is clearly lower. We won't know for sure until harvest begins to pick up speed in the next couple of weeks. However, initial estimates could prove misleading as the best yields could be harvested first, as they would have caught more rainfall. As their harvest progresses, yields will drop precipitously. In Brazil, it is becoming clear that whatever crop size is harvested, very little will be negotiated post-harvest due to lower production. Most of the crop will already be committed to a buyer at 60% of the crop has been sold or contracted. Another concern for processors and end-users is that there will be enough corn for this crop to supply them until they reach next season's first summer crop harvested in January or February. Brazil will need as much as 75 million metric tons for the safrina crop to be able to service commitments. The lowest estimates have come in 15 to 20 million metric tons below that projection. Here are a couple of thoughts on the upcoming June USDA report. As a general statement, USDA has been constantly overestimating crop production potential and understating demand, producing a conservative balance sheet for U.S. corn and soybeans. Will they catch up in the June reports? 
Brazil's safrina corn crop is a disaster, as pointed out. The trade expects just an incremental adjustment to 96.2 million metric tons, Brazil's corn crop from USDA, when the truth is closer to 88. The ethanol and soy crust will be larger, feed usage larger, and exports larger than USDA past forecasts. No rationing of demand has yet occurred from price highs to date that we can discern of. The trade again looks for an incremental adjustment to tighter supplies from USDA as they slowly lag reality in their numbers. The U.S. corn carryover should get drugged down to pipeline supply, sub 1 billion bushels, and crushers should literally use every soybean not rattling around in augers before new crop. Will the USDA fess up on reality for supply and demand? The bears have been not seeing victory in incremental adjustments, and that has been the way that USDA has tilted. The truth will eventually prevail. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.